Welcome back to another episode. In this episode today, I'm going to be interviewing English Goldsborg, and she's a functional nurse practitioner and really gives a natural approach to conceiving. So that helps couples can, most mainly women, you know, obviously we can improve our health so that we are able to either conceive and get pregnant faster or go into a pregnancy in a healthier body at your healthiest self. So I'm extremely excited to ask her all kinds of questions regarding her approach and some of her best tips for all of you to, if you are preparing your body right now for a healthy pregnancy, um, what should you be doing? So look forward to speaking with her. Hi. Hello. Let's see my video. There we go. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What time is it there? I'm sure we are not. You're in the U.S., correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So 9.01 a.m. here. Okay. Super close time. It's 10 o'clock here. Okay. uh, So where are you at? I don't know. I'm in Canada. So I'm in very cold little part of Canada. Only just... Yeah, only just getting summer now, but hey, it's finally here. <laughs> but it's beautiful up there. Um, it is, absolutely, 100%. So I'm excited to speak with you because um, I have had a baby myself and I am not just necessarily ready to have another one yet, yeah. but I have worked with a lot of women too who have prepared and just wanted to get a bit healthier before they've had a baby. So I think that a lot of my audience as well, like even if you're not maybe have preparing to have a baby like right away, you know, like it, it is in the back of our mind, even years a bit before to take some initial steps. Yeah. And which is a good thing. <laughs> it is. You don't want to start because healthier isn't when we start all at once, super crazy, super extreme. It never works out in our favor. No, 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 no. So all the women that you've worked with that were preparing in advance, amazing for them that they were thinking that part in advance. How often is it that not only women, we don't do the preparing in advance, but then even during the pregnancy, maybe don't take care of ourselves. It's it's usually, it's, it's like all the way to the end of the step. Like after you have a baby, well, now I should start. Uh, well, cause I think we just see all that marketing, right? That's, Oh, get your body back, which is cringe worthy in general, but it's just not talked about about preparing in advance and then continuing those healthy habits during pregnancy because you just go to the doctor and they're like, oh, just take a prenatal. It's all you need. (laughs) It's awful. There's no information at all about it. And I'm a type one diabetic. So I had a more challenging pregnancy. And even now in the back of my head, maybe if I want to have a baby two years from now, I know for sure, like get my A1C as good as it can be. And, you know, it, it takes time to make these gradual steps. Yes, it does. And pregnancy is going to throw you for that loop with type one. Um, It makes it hard. Um, Okay. But about the lack of information from the doctors, period. Yes. You kind of got to take it in your own hands, right? Absolutely. And um, 
And I think I've kind of wrestled with this thought for a long period of time of why aren't the doctors talking about it? And they're just not trained. You know, it, it is not their fault. And I think there's that big argument and riff between conventional holistic space where how dare you not talk about it? How dare you bring this up? And it doesn't have to be that aggressive. It really, they're, they're just not there for that. That's not what they're taught. So yeah, we, we have to go out on our own, which is kind of unfortunate, but go, you know, we've got your podcast. We have things like that. Um, and, and just find the actual information that we need. It sucks. You're right. The information's out there. It's just hard to dig for it to actually find it and make it available to the women who need it. Right. And I think there is a lot of confusion, like you said, with that gap too, because a lot of people aren't taking care of themselves before they get pregnant. So the doctor's not going to recommend you start this exercise program if you're not doing anything at all beforehand. Right. It's yeah, that, that gap too. And our diet culture is the same way. It's like one way or the other, right? Yeah. So it's like you, you can't be only going working out a couple times. You know, there has yeah. to be that balance. Well, and I think part of it is just, and it, it might maybe more so be directed towards women, but we're just not given the credit that we should be given because, you know, so with the, uh, Oh, you're pregnant. Just take it easy. Oh, don't lift more than five pounds, which is such BS anyways, but like, don't, oh, don't worry is. about your diet. Just eat what you can. It's like, no, give us more credit than that. You know, like give us the information and then let us decide, do I want to follow it? Do I not? okay, we can make our own decisions. But if you don't give us that information, you're giving, it's such a disservice. We're stronger than that. We're smarter than that. And it's uh, not, and I, I'm sure it's maybe not intended in the bad ways, but it's not helping us. It's hurting us more than it's, it's helping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even if you give some sort of like range and something like when I wanted to create the program, I'll tell you about after, but um, I had to do that because like healthy programs and even just like what, especially weight loss programs in general, it's like black or white, all or nothing, (laughs) or like that one size fits all approach. Right. When really like, yes, women in general and certain ages, like we have a range, but everybody is different. Right. And everybody needs that range in multiple areas. Yes. Yes. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. But give us the information and let us decide where we draw the line. Right. We maybe aren't, if you're not exercising at all, of course you wouldn't go to five or six or four days a week. Maybe you would just say, okay, two to three times a week, you should be exercising, moving your body. And I love, love what you said about with taking credit because I feel the same way that it's just like, you know, we don't get credit for the fact that guess what? Like you can still continue working or, you know, exercising and taking care of yourself. You should, because that's actually going to benefit you rather than slow you down or hurt your pregnancy. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, there was definitely a client that had, she had lost a lot of weight. She had done it over a long period of time. She had done it the right way. Um, put in a lot of work and then she got pregnant at, I think she was 40, um, com- like complete surprise happened pretty easily once she lost all the weight. And immediately the doctor was like, okay, don't lift anything over five pounds. And she had this huge struggle because she enjoyed lifting the weights. And it was like, I can't really overstep your doctor, but uh, that's, that is BS. Um, she doesn't have to go out and start lifting barbells over her pregnant belly. 
but to just be like, okay, you're, you're exercising, you're enjoying it. It's a mental relief. It's a stress relief. Okay. Now that you're pregnant, you need to just sit down and do nothing. Oh no. It's so awful because I'm sure, I guess it's just their lack of information. They're not intended to hurt the per like person in any way. Like, but you're right. It's like, that is not the correct information. One of the best recommendations that I give to any of my clients is like, it's, it's better, first of all, to prepare yourself because when you're pregnant, you can keep doing exactly what you were doing prior to your pregnancy. And then like, listen to your body. Obviously in the first trimester, you're hella tired. You're going to cut down a little bit. Um, and you'll maybe gradually like lift a little lighter, whatever. But if you're not doing anything at all, it's hard to then go into a program and start because then you're like, you're just so miss, you know, you're nervous <laughs> about doing too yep. much, yep. right? You need yep. to, and that's two big changes at one time, right? Like completely changing, you're going from not working out to working out a lot. And then the body is, you know, preparing to birth another human into the world. So it's like a double shocker. So it doesn't probably make it way more difficult to do those at the same time. A hundred percent. Right. And it's like, yes, your body is still capable. Like we had stated before, like it can still exercise, but think about it. If like, I know there's runners out there who are like marathon runners and then they get pregnant. Like they still run. Maybe they don't go do their best marathon, but you know, they still keep up with what their body was doing and is healthy and feels good for it. Yeah. Yes. There is a uh, female that works out at the 6am class that I go to at this gym and she is 35 weeks as of this week, I think. Oh, I just commend her for, and she was doing it before, right? Like we said, but she, I mean, and she'll modify some exercises that, you know, probably not best for a 35 week pregnant female, (laughs) but she's still doing it. And it's amazing. That is awesome. And you're right. Like you can, you can keep going with it. Honestly, like in my last pregnancy, I wasn't as consistent with my exercise before. I've always exercised for for a long time, but I know in my heart now, if I went into another pregnancy, like it would be completely different, right? I would totally exercise more, not because I'm a fear of like gaining weight and that unhealthy sense, but just because my conditioning so much better now and my intensity of my training level has elevated so much. Absolutely. And it helped the birth and help afterwards and just the mental state for that too. There's a lot to be said for that. So I love that you're going to go into that because that's the best (laughs) into it next. Um, But yes, you're right. It's, it's the overall sense of it. Again, I don't think I had a terrible pregnancy and I didn't have an unhealthy one, but we should kind of approach all of our goals in the same way, even if it's not a pregnancy, right? Like just aiming for progress and a little bit of a healthier version. Cause then the pregnancy feels easier life feels easier. We feel better. Yep. Right. Yes. And you don't want to go back. At least that's what I've found is people are like, oh man, I'm making these changes. And then they get to the other side of it. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going back to that. I didn't realize that I felt like that. Uh, I don't ever want to feel like that again. I feel amazing. I'm going to keep doing this. Like, yeah, you're just building on it. And it's so awesome. You've got to lean into that. That is so important, right? Like to keep celebrating how good you feel and focus on, you know, you are doing it for how you feel. I think that's yeah. a lot of the time, especially with women, when we think about weight loss, we think, 
less without restriction. We get focused on that number and we're like, we get lost in like, you actually don't care what the number says. You just, you want to feel better, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I I totally work out as, yes, is for my health. Yes, it's for, I have more energy, but it is my mental health that actually pushes me to keep going and getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Because you found what you enjoyed, which is so important. Um, And everybody has some varying of that. Yeah. And when you're not doing it for punishment, right? I think that's the problem. And that's kind of the problem with when the doctor's like, oh, well, you have PCOS, you want to get pregnant, you have to lose weight. It's like, ah, sure, the weight maybe should come off, but that's not our goal because there's so many unhealthy ways to do that that feel restrictive, feel like you're punishing yourself. That's not going to lead anywhere good. I mean, maybe you'll you'll get pregnant and you'll reach your goal, but the you, struggle to that is just not not healthy. And not um, worth that sacrifice. No. And definitely not sustainable, no. right? No, it's like no <laughs> constant guilt no. and punishment. And if you're not enjoying it and you hate your focus so much on like the negatives, cause that's human nature. We do yeah. fixate, we amplify what what's wrong and what mistakes yeah. we make. So yeah. that's why it's really important to have these practices of like celebrating what does go well and focusing on, you know, not exercising because you're punishing your body. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> No, you'll feel better afterwards. Maybe it's hard to get there, but there's not often you you feel worse after you get a workout in. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, and so I will say like I, it's a HIIT workout that I go to and it's intense. And there's probably not a single workout that I don't think in the last 10, 15 minutes when I look at that clock, like, oh my gosh, I am not going to make it through that. I know I'm going to. So it's like, I am strong. I can do this. Yes, I can. But if I walked out of there thinking, oh, that was easy. Well, then what was the point of outside of restorative days, right? Like I'm not saying you have to go hard every day, but if you're just piddling through it, what is the point? You know, you get to the end of that and you're like, oh, I'm going to be stronger. I'm, you know, going to do better next time. And you just keep progressing on because you can do it. You can, and you prove to yourself, you show up and you, you, you do it and you, you know, you didn't think you could. And that builds confidence that we all are striving for that does make us feel better. Right. And, and you're right. There are total workouts where you just got to go through the motion and you just got to show up. (laughs) Honor your body those days. Some days, yes. Don't push through it because there's a difference between pushing through it when it's too hard on your body and pushing through it because it is a hard workout. Right. There's days you just got to get there and do the motions, but it's like, you have two choices, right? You can show up to it and think about how much it sucks and drag your feet and not want to do it. And you, you kind of feel not as great at the end of it either. Or you can like put on your favorite podcast, put on your favorite music and make the most of it, right? Or show up to your favorite class, do your favorite classes, right? Make it an enjoyable piece. And if you can do that before having a baby, you can be strong oh, yeah. enough to keep doing that even onwards, right? Even if there is some sort of degree, you got to vary down a little yeah. bit. Yes, absolutely. You know, because it's all about taking care of yourself and being the best version of yourself. So that, yeah. that doesn't need to change because we're about to have a baby. <laughs> no, 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 even more so to just be your best self so you can pass that confidence on 
to the next generation, right? Because I think we each kind of take a little bit with us from our parents and their projections. So we can be our highest self and we can learn to stop punishing ourselves and really just be nicer to ourselves and be more confident. Inadvertently, you're going to pass that on to the next generation. At least yeah. that's the hope anyway. So, And think about it. Every A lot of women struggle, I guess. Do you work with a lot of women prior, during pregnancy or after as well? Um, yes to all of it, mainly prior, mainly the couples that have been trying for a long time and it's just, you know, what they're trying is not currently working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all, all throughout it. Yeah. Cause afterwards I feel like it's not just about, obviously you want to have a healthier pregnancy. Obviously you want to feel better when you're in your pregnancy, but how often do women like, they like, you know, kind of have anxiety and kind of like are dreading after having the baby when it's such a joyful time and you've literally just made a human, but they're dreading the part of losing the weight back off, getting back in their old routine. I feel like when the way I approach like living healthy and it's kind of the same way as you can approach like the pregnancy, meaning it's not just about preparing yourself so it feels better during like the transition periods are the hardest. So if you can start have, you know, having an exercise routine, eating healthier prior, that leads into the transition of you eating, you know, regular like you were and the weight not feeling hard to come off, you know, yeah. you not feeling like it has to be this all or nothing. Okay. You know, I got pregnant. I went from exercising, da, 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 da Now I'm doing nothing. And then you're like, shoot, like I have this baby, I'm not sleeping, I'm not, you know, you have all this less time to work on yourself. And then it's like you're starting from day one and it's freaking hard. Yeah. Yes. Um, So obviously preparing in advance is great, right? And especially with that mindset piece of, you know, we're not punishing ourselves, we're honoring our body, giving it what it needs. So in the postpartum period, it's going to be the same thing, right? And a lot of times women are breastfeeding. So you're, you're nourishing another human, not just yourself. So if we go into it and think, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to work out for both of us. I am going when, when we're allowed to anyways, right? Like we don't need to go to it the next day, but and eating the right foods, because, you know, we want to help nourish our body to recover because you just gave a lot of nutrients to another human being. And you still are if you're breastfeeding. So it's not punishment. It's, it's bringing another healthy life into this world. And yeah, if you, if you did those habits prior, yeah, it's going to be so much easier to do it after when you don't have time to think about, I I need to make a new habit. I need to do this new thing because it's second nature. Right. Again, that all or nothing. And my mindset piece that I love to teach the women is like, progress over that perfection, like break that gap, right? You don't need to be perfect. You can approach every little piece a bit more gradually and slower than what you have before, right? And then leading that into the nutrition, because um, I can't believe we haven't mentioned it yet, which is there's there's so much to that piece, but it it does kind of, (laughs) it it does kind of tie into the the mindset of it too, right? We think that okay, you only eat healthy if you got to lose weight or if you're on a diet. And it's like, no, you're going to grow another human. You're literally going to grow another human. Your body 
doesn't benefit if you're not growing a human from eating yep. processed foods and junks. Like it has no nutrients at all, let alone if you want to provide the nutrients to yourself and this baby, like you got to eat good foods. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it, it, well, why, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, who is perfect? First of all, before I forget that thought is, is anybody really, you know, we no. think maybe some people are, but that's just, that's just not true. Nobody's no, perfect. no at all. And I guess leading to this, like obviously being type one diabetic, I'm the most imperfect with all of the pieces, but it's taught me good things. Right. And like nutrition, it still can be approached again. I think it causes more unhealthy habits. If we think like one day Monday comes and we have to eat perfectly and we have to, you know, that's when we, or, or we eat one bad meal and it's like, okay, it's out the window. (laughs) No, you still have a next meal that can be next right right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just about obviously the nutrients that our body needs, but then that leads to how we feel that leads to our mental state, like processed foods, our body attacks because it's foreign. It has no idea what it, it's supposed to be doing, right? Mm, In our yeah. bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how do you approach and help women with the more natural approach to the prior pregnancy, whether it be the nutrition, the exercise piece? Yeah. Um, so... Hopefully we can edit this out because I uh, it's Google. They always want to tell me that my listing is not valid. And that's just so true. I'm surprised um, I don't have a dog or something. Usually they're snoring in the background or something. Well, I figure out how to like finally turn off the ringer, but somehow that's still coming in. Um awesome. so the nutrition piece. Um, so definitely not restrictive. Um if we focus on adding in the nutrient dense foods, adding in the foods that are going to contribute to good health, right? All, all the antioxidants and the fruits and the veggies and grass fed meats and um, the healthy fats, because that is so often taken out of things. Yes. And, and when we go low fat, our brain's not getting what it needs. We just feel so crummy. We binge on other things. Um, so we first focus on all of the things that we're probably not already eating that are going to be good for our health, the baby's health, let's add those in. Um, instead of focusing on what I quote unquote can't have, because um, can't is such a silly thing anyways, it's not that you can't have it, you can choose not to have it. So we add in all the things that we really want. And then we can focus on, okay, what is not serving us very well? You know, like what do we think we need what do we think our body wants that's really just a trick from that processed food industry anyways i love that you not to have it <laughs> yes i'm sorry i want to jump in just because yeah. i really truly feel the same approach and a lot of women when these doctors say lose weight the first thing they think is i have to eat less but so many women are not eating enough and yep. even if they're eating enough calories as such they're definitely got not getting the actual yeah. nutrients that they need, right? Correct. Not many women come to me and they're like eating enough protein, yep. right? Never or, really. <laughs> or vegetables, or like you said, healthy fat, because our diets, yeah. it's either low fat or low carb. Neither are good, right? No. You, you no. still need to focus on a different piece of it, of more protein, more nutrients, yeah. because- 
One other thing that I find, and I, I guess you you do the same approach, but just in a different sense of um, focusing on more like more nutrients you need for your body. Um, but I like to focus it also on like hunger, right? Because yeah. if you are trying to lose weight on that side of it, I mean, you don't want to be hungry. You don't no. want to feel restricted. That's why when we restrict first, that often happens, doesn't it? Right. We don't actually add the good nutrients in. No. Well, when we restrict also the body gets that signal. Oh, we're, we're hungry all the time. There's not enough food around and you think it's going to help you lose weight. And it might at first, because you did go in this huge calorie deficit, but then eventually the body's going to say, Ooh, there's not enough food. We're going to hold on to everything because we might not get fed for a couple of days. So we are going to hold on to it. You're going to store this fat and your metabolism tanks and you just get this stress signal that keeps getting sent out. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's, we're flipping all the thoughts with, okay, we can, you can have as much as you want out of all these good foods. If you're hungry, eat, please. We're not starving ourselves. We're not going into this deprivation and we need these calories. If you are still hungry, it's because you didn't get the nutrients you needed and your body is sending out that signal like, Hey, we need more vitamin A or we need more fat or we need more carbs in the whole food sense. So that's why you can sit there and eat an entire bag of chips and still be hungry because there are no nutrients in that. Maybe your body didn't get what it needed. A hundred percent. I love using the analogy of like a box of Oreos because the first one can taste like the last one. Like you're still wanting more. Obviously it's like super easy for you to like chew up and eat into your mm -hmm. mouth, but the thing is, there's no nutrients in it. So nope. when your body is eating it, it's like, yeah, keep giving me more because I, I haven't found anything that I need yet, right? And then you exactly. compare that to like sitting down and eating a piece of chicken or fish or steak or something. You're halfway through and you're starting to feel satisfied because there's mm -hmm. actual vitamins, nutrients. Yes, protein. it's funny how that works, right? Your body is so smart. It knows what it needs. And then we have all these processed foods, like the Oreos, the chips, MSG, that I think Chick-fil-A uses a double dose of MSG. Most uh, likely. <laughs> yes, because everybody's, I mean, you look at that line and there it is long all the time. It's, yeah. it's, they're food chemists, right? They are in a lab creating these processed foods in a specific way to get you addicted to them, to make you feel like you need them, you want them, they make you happy. And it, they they're just, they're brilliant at what they do. And it tricks your body into thinking, this is what I need. And then you're so hungry and you want more of it because your body didn't really get what it needed. That's why I find it so frustrating. And I think that's why I do what I do is because then you add in the poor diet culture of telling you, you have to eat less, you have to eat low carb or low fat or restrict yourself and be hungry all the time to lose weight. And you binge on the foods that are like the Oreos because you've starved yourself and felt really restricted for a long time, right? And, and yep. <laughs> you, you were probably frustrated because of what you were saying about your metabolism because you were skipping yep. meals, you were inconsistent on areas, your metabolism literally slows and you blow up and feel really frustrated, yep. but I'm eating less, mm -hmm. right? And you're just digging yourself deeper and deeper into that hole and it's frustrating. <sighs> Yeah. 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 And it's why, you know, it, if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I, I want to lose weight. Okay, great. We can keep that in the back of our mind as a goal, but it is not the goal we're writing down. It, it will happen. We're not going to focus on it. I promise when we get to the end of this, you'll, you, maybe you'll get on a scale. Who knows? If you don't want to, don't, I don't care. Um, but 
we're not writing that down as a top three goal, lose weight. We're going to pick other things. And in the process of that, when we eat the right foods, when we honor our hunger cues, when, when we take away those, you know, chemically processed things and start to feel better, you're going to be surprised. The weight is going to be gone if, if you have it to lose, right? Because there is that unhealthy aspect of what what the ideal body type should be um which is a whole nother topic but yeah I mean I have a lot of muscle on my body and technically I'm obese in my in on the BMI scale it's ridiculous a major eye roll (laughs) (laughs) right but I love that and honestly I have been working with women now for almost been 10 years like off and on and I've always helped women lose weight but the more and more I've been working with them, like I'm realizing like it's a bonus. And I say that to them, like we rarely talk about it. Like if it happens, it's a bonus, but how you feel, that's what needs to drive you. That's what needs to keep you going, especially if it wants to be, if you want it to be sustainable. Yeah. What's the point of being less on the scale? If you feel like crap, if you're fatigued, if you feel like you need more sleep, if you have brain fog, if you have dry skin, what a, you know, whatever. It's if not you feel like it. that. No, it's not worth it at all. What is the point of that? I have I have been a little bit less than I weigh 1000% before, but I was 800% unhealthier in how I did it. Right? It was extremely cardio on over-exercising, yep. under-eating, not a healthy approach. Right. And, and that wasn't not, obviously I didn't sustain it and keep it off. And I definitely didn't feel good when I was in that period. No, no, (laughs) it doesn't feel good. No, but it's what culture tells us we should do. Right. So yeah. And they benefit off of, there's so many different industries that benefit off of preying on that feeling. We just got to break free from it. Absolutely. And even as I used to say like, oh, I'm a healthy weight loss coach. I hated the word weight loss. I'm like, I know I help women lose weight, but I have to get away from it as soon as I could. And that's one of the reasons I created this podcast, like beyond the scale. It, it's it. right. Cause yes, it happens. It's a bonus. It's totally there. And some people do need to lose weight, but you, you need to become healthier first. Yeah. Yes. And the weight is a consequence of that. Just like the weight that you have on is a consequence of the poor decisions that we've made, you know, maybe not exercising or eating all the fast food. Um, so I think that's the major frustration, right? When doctors say, well, just lose weight and you can get pregnant. It's like, no, the weight's a, a consequence of the other things. So we could lose the weight and that doesn't mean we're going to be any healthier on the inside. So that's not helping at all. There, there's no point to it just being, you know, lose the weight. Whereas if we focus on getting healthy on the inside, the weight will probably come off. I, I love that. And I think I, I do that. Uh, another reason like to not focus on the consequences too, is like when we talked about originally with the exercise, right? We, we focus on, uh, or after a baby, same thing. It's like, I now am motivated by the consequences of I have weight on that I'm going to approach it at a negative sense as well, right? It's not like, oh, I have a baby to take care of. I want to take care of myself because I have to feel my best to be able to take care of my baby at my best, right? You want to get your body back, quote unquote. (laughs) It's the, right? You can't be like driven by your consequences. You have to be driven by the actual internal feeling that you're striving for. 
Yes. Having pride in your, in your health, right? Cause it's, it, and I think the thing that comes to mind is when, when we go to like cookouts or birthday parties or they're like, Oh, look the health. That's literally a comment we get is, Oh, look, the healthy people are here. And it's so like, why are you shaming, trying to shame me? And you can't, cause I'm not going to fall for it. But if I was a weaker person, I might, you know, why are you trying to shame me for your feelings? Because you haven't changed your habits. And if you don't want to change them, don't, I'm not making you feel guilty for it. You're making yourself feel guilty. The whole thing, uh, everything's just so backwards. It's um, terrible that, that yes, you're right. Even we have to still experience it, but it, what hurts me most, most is the people in the beginning stages of their journey who are trying their best to get healthier. And they had these people who are judging them. Like if you show up to a party with McDonald's, nobody turns their head, which no. is terrible and disgusting. <laughs> right. But if you show up with the healthy food, they're like, what are you doing? It's like, yes. I'm actually honoring my body. I am treating it like I should be treating it because I want to feel good. I want to feel strong. I want to be happy. No, they, they shame them because they haven't made those own decisions themselves. So they're going to feel better about their poor choices if they can make you make a poor choice with them. Or feel bad about your healthy decisions. It's terrible. It is. It's so, it's terrible. That's actually one. I I think I did a full Zoom hour call with my clients one day about it. It was just like the fact that you have to go into these scenarios, especially when holidays and events come up, it's even worse. That peer pressure of like, you're not going to eat that. Like, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you shouldn't have to explain yourself. It's, It's backwards. It's very backwards, period. Right. And you're right. We can kind of control it and say, you know, I'm doing what's best for me. And it's terrible. I I still, I I can't even say it over and over again. because how terrible it is, you know, that we have to go to those situations and it's, it's backwards like that rather than the opposite. Yeah. But it's sad to watch too, right? Because well, one, when you first start making those, those choices, the fact that you have to remind yourself, I'm doing this for me, I'm doing this for me. Don't fall prey to the shame that they're giving me for getting healthy so you have to almost train yourself for that. But then it's sad once you get to the other side to see those people trying to shame you for your healthy decisions. I was like, but if you could just see that you could make these changes too, I feel bad for you that you feel like garbage every day. Right. That you actually feel that way. And I think that's why both of us were like, you know, it doesn't bother us as much. You have to get to that stage where you know yourself that how good healthy food makes you feel that it doesn't really matter who's eating what, because you know that you won't feel good when you eat that. Not that we don't eat them every now and then, Mm -hmm. but I would way rather save it for a good restaurant meal out like a good steak and a twice baked potato or, you know, like that's my kind of treat over McDonald's. And I think everybody should learn in some sense to be able to approach things progressively and in a healthy sense, like think of it as logically as you can. Like, is it healthy for you to be eating that takeout food in your car, shoving it in your mouth or in your closet, having it like, it's not that you can't have that food and you need to restrict it and you can't ever eat that food. But if you really want, I'll use the analogy of my kids' vector cereal. I get them the healthier version of the cereal is their treat every now and then, but it's it's good. And if I put one little handful in, 
it's very difficult to stop. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. So if I want to have some cereal and every now and then as a once a month treat or something like that, I don't need to be in the closet feeling like I can never have it every day because that's a health unhealthier habit. Like sit with your almond milk in the cereal and have a a tiny bowl. Enjoy it. Yes. Just do it. Yeah. And the same thing with your takeout foods. Like it's not about that you can't ever eat takeout food. And even when you're maybe pregnant or getting prior to like, there's still a balance. It's just, it doesn't need to be every day. It definitely doesn't need to be every week and, you know, save it for the occasions, the holidays and special stuff like that. Yeah. But do it because you enjoy it, right? Like, because it actually makes you feel good. Yeah. Not because you're trying to cope or... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do another unhealthy mechanism there. Yeah, yeah. Uh. It's a balance of all of it. So, okay, let's just clue up a little bit with regards to the preparing for your pregnancy. So with regards to adding in more, then you kind of look at the other things with regards to taking out because... I guess everything needs to be like, first we add them in, you're making progress, but there'll be an eventual state where you're eating enough protein, you're getting your vegetables in, your fruit in for the day, healthy fats. So then there's little tweaks that you can make that can further make you healthy. Well, and you know, so I always say that I'm just making recommendations. You can choose to do whatever you want. Right. But I do take it upon myself to educate kind of like we were talking, give you all the information. So I'll tell you, what the gluten might be doing to your body, what that really processed dairy might be doing to your body, the soy, the corn, you know, and I, if we're having troubles getting pregnant, you know, let's at least honor the fact that, okay, that might not be serving us currently in this stage of our life. Um, but we're not, it's not like I'm saying you can't have it. We're choosing not to have, have it. it again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can, you can make the decision on your own. Like, so I might, you know, kind of talk to the clients be like, okay, can we choose not to have it for a couple weeks? And then we can add it back in and see how you feel. And then generally, if they add it back in, they feel like garbage and they decide on their own, oh, okay, I see what it was doing. I don't, I choose not to have it anymore. You know, it wasn't serving me. Um, so yeah, there's definitely this list of, oh, we should probably not have these things. You know, I can't say, oh, we're just adding foods in. Um, everybody is different and everybody has to look at the different pieces of it. Right. Cause even when we're trying to get healthier, some people skip their breakfast, other people skip their lunch or, you know, or other people binge at nighttime. Like we're all different and you got to approach it all differently, but there's no one size fits all. No, there's not. And like each piece can be gradually improved, gradually progress, whether that means yes, It could mean taking things out. It could be swapping out a healthier alternative, right? All kinds of various, there's so many ways that you can just like tweak and improve your nutrition. I still am doing it. I used to eat, you know, in the beginning stages to get myself to eat whole foods, I used to put a lot of cheese on things (laughs) or sauces and stuff. But like gradually I was like, I do not need that much. I definitely don't need that in this meal. Like, you know, you can gradually approach it in that sense. I think that's yeah. one of the the main reasons I wanted to create my Beyond the Scale Academy as well. It was like I was working with women so long. I was like everything I've learned through them, I need to be able to give to as many women as possible, right? The tools yeah. to be able to say like the information because that's important too. 
Because, you know, yes, somebody can tell you to do something, but if you're understanding not only how it makes you feel, but like what it's doing for your body too, you'll be way more likely to stick to it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because it's, if somebody just says, eat this, don't eat this. Why? You know, like you're just trying to restrict me from things and I'm probably not going to follow it for very long. But if you understand how it's working inside your body and how it's creating inflammation or causing you not to be able to sleep or causing you to hold on to that weight, you're more likely to to play around with it and see how you feel when you take it out. And then if you see the benefits of it and get through that tough transition period, then you're more likely to stick with it. Long-term. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm a stubborn person too. Like I've had to, deter- I'm doing the same thing. I need to know <laughs> what it's really doing to me. If yeah. I really have to take it out, like I said, with those cheese, I mean, I took all the other things out first and then it was yeah. that. Right. But yeah. do what works for you and just know that you don't have to be perfect. You can start it very yeah. small and build on it rather than go to the extremes, go to the restrict and have unhealthy all or nothing yeah. that we all struggle yeah. with. It's the healthy balance itself that everybody is, is looking for. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we're eating the right foods and you're feeling satisfied and not like you're starving or you're being deprived, you generally look back and think, oh, I haven't had bread in a while or I haven't had the pasta in a while. I don't miss it. I don't need it. It's like, right. Because you started feeding your body with all the good things that it really enjoyed instead of restricting and then feeling like you were missing out on something. Yes. You got to determine it for yourself a hundred percent. Right. I know years ago I used to be like, I would never think I would not eat what I eat now, but I enjoy what I eat now. And I, it took me a while to get here. I gradually made these improvements and added and didn't restrict myself in that unhealthy way, driven by what makes us healthier. Yes. Yes. That is the key. Right. Yeah. um, Yeah. Not, not that diet that we see that, Oh, somebody did it. And the scale, like what makes you happy internally, mentally, physically, all those things. What makes you feel good? Yes. Be motivated by that and keep working for that because you know, if you're going to start getting up out of bed earlier, the scale's not going to motivate you to get there. It's going to be how good you feel when the workout is done. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It was really nice meeting you. Um, Can you tell the audience if they are preparing their body for a healthy pregnancy, how can they reach you? I will put some links in the show notes. Yeah, deal. Um, So Instagram, the nursing tree, Lou, and then the website is just the nursing tree, Louisville.com. Free resources on there, baby ready body, that kind of thing. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you today. I did as well. I think we should have to do like a follow-up live or something, maybe on Instagram. We'll have to chat again because it went too quick. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Yes, down for it. Yeah, you just tell me when. Okay, perfect. And yes, I'll include all your links below. And yep. if anyone, I have a free masterclass as well. So I'll put that link so that can be there for your audience as well. And okay. thank you so much. Thank you.